What's up, gang? Good morning. It's uh, Sunday morning, my last Sunday morning here from Dallas, Texas. It's been a, a nice little trip here. Um, got my my flying horse coffee down the street, and I got my name right, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, here until uh, tomorrow, today's Sunday, leaving out tomorrow, Monday morning, head out to uh, L.A. for a few days, haven't... Um, I might do some stand-up shows. Probably not. I got to meet with some people. I got to meet with some finance people. I'm not, dude, we got to do business in LA. I got to meet with a business manager. I got to help another comedian friend put aside like $1.6 million. <laughs> I'm not going to disclose who, obviously, but a pal of mine needs some help with some cash. <laughs> so I'm going to go, I'm going to go help take care of that. Uh, hopefully I'll meet up with Ray, with Rake Trades, our boy, Jake Ricci. I haven't reached out to him yet. Actually, I should probably do that. Maybe I'll have uh, a little a little lunch or dinner action with him. Probably not lunch. It's during. I'm only going to be there during uh, market day, so maybe I'll do a dinner with him. That'd be fun. If not, I'll be back later in November. But neither here nor there. Um, trading this week. What did I do? I took a lotto on. I took a lotto call on Friday. That didn't work out. That was it. That was my trading week. Still paying attention. I uh, went through and did my levels a couple of nights this week, went through and read them all this weekend and looking at some stuff. So we'll get into that. Um, big picture stuff overall. Let me just double check. I don't really think there was much as far as long-term investing things. Um, the only thing I did last week was I bought more Google under a hundred bucks. Still going to, I'm going to keep doing that. I think Google is fine. I mean, I, like a broken record. Um, buying some of the big tech on this dip, not the worst idea. I didn't add more snowflake, man. Snowflake has taken off since I bought it, bought it at 148 and it's at 177, 10 as of Friday close. I want more though. I was trying to dollar cost average, but that's kind of going out of the, ah, we'll still, we'll have opportunities. I'm not worried about it. Um, just doing a quick glance for the man Shopify is one that I really do want to put I didn't realize how little of a holding I had at Shopify. I had a lot because the stock was so high when it was at like 1500 or north of, you know, 1200, whatever it was. I think as high was like 16. Um, but I didn't realize I was like, oh, I don't, I don't have that much invested in Shopify. Maybe I should, I could like double, triple my holding on the, on the dip here pretty easily. So I honestly might do that just because the two, 29 bucks a share, that's insane. You know, even split adjusted, that's 290. I remember, getting it at 480 thinking i had a deal on my hands so um that's one i'm gonna i'm gonna i just don't have the cash at the moment still building cash the cash i am deploying right now slowly is only in like cloud-based tech stuff between google and um and snowflake at the moment but again things i have my radar i keep talking about mcdonald's don't have mcdonald's yet mcdonald's microsoft those are ones i was starting to look at american express as a nice little, maybe something to add to the long-term portfolio for a little bit here. Um, just because I feel like credits, people are going to be relying on credit a lot more, more than ever. It's not like during the pandemic, whenever I had cash on hand. That's why I was talking to a buddy about this yesterday. Like, you know, he's like, oh man, I wish I could just, if this was like 2020, I'd be buying. I'm like, that's the problem. It's not 2020. That's why things are so low. During 2020, every dip that happened got bought up. Because everyone was getting checks deposited to their bank account every week from the government for like, what, $1,500 or something crazy, $1,000 a week everyone was getting. Yeah, it was like the max of like if you had 400 plus six. Yes, yeah, so you were getting $1,000 around that. Even in Michigan where I was at, I think the Michigan rate's like 350 plus six. So yeah, nine, a grand a week. So everyone was, you know, 
drive-through employees were getting a thousand dollars a week to deploy. Now that's that cash is all long gone, spent. Even the gains are spent. Everything is gone. So you know, no one's buying the dip anymore because they can't. Um, and so, you know, it's funny when people are like, oh man, if I like cash, like, that's why it's so important to have some cash, you know? And like, I, I feel it too. Like, I'm glad that this, this, this dip has been prolonged. And again, we're not, I'm not saying we've hit a bottom yet, but we're at a point where I feel comfortable deploying some capital and I'm still building cash, slowly deploying things. So same theme, same theme, even though we're getting a nice little buy, we had a nice little week last week. Um, but we've seen this happen before. This has happened multiple times. So We'll take it as it is. Um, we'll look at some charts in a second here. And um, but again, keep building the cash, get your shit set up because honestly, I, I know that we could still see more down down pressure, but uh, I feel more than comfortable at this point deploying some cash. Oh, and one thing I wanted to know, I got back into watching Billions this week, season six of Billions. My hotel room has free Showtime. I think I canceled my show. I only watch Billions on Showtime. Not a great network, if I'm being honest. Like, they have some really good shows, but across the board, if you look at like HBO versus Showtime, it's like not even close. Um, but Billions might be the best show on television, in my opinion. And that's I know that that show will mean more to me than most people. But if you're listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube, like you would be, you'd be obsessed with Billions. Billions is like you haven't seen the show. I mean, long story short, it's a, it's a show about hedge funds and and how they operate it's insanely fucking accurate um like even when the gme gamestop and uh, amc pumps were happening like what two years ago a lot of people were writing to brian Koppelman, the producer creator of the show like do an episode about this he's like dude we did like two years ago like they cover everything and if you really know the um the language of trading you know how hedge funds work or investing and all that stuff how, how like these big banks work not big banks these big funds work it's really, really interesting, and it teaches you a lot. Um, and honestly, this most current season uh, even really is hitting close to home in a lot of ways because the new one of the new billionaires that takes over main characters because Damian Lewis, who played Bobby Axelrod, if you watch the show, are familiar. Big actor left the show, um, and everyone's like, "Oh, the show's not going to be good without him." It's amazing. I actually think I might like it more without him, if I'm being honest, because the guy that replaced him, uh, the character Michael Prince, I forget the act the actor's name. Um, but his approach, he's like uh, in the show, he's this billionaire, obviously hedge fund runner, fund manager, and he um, was like a college basketball player. So he's big on basketball. So he uses John Wooden a lot and John Wooden psychology stuff all the time on his traders. Exactly what I learned in the rake trades discord and through a lot of his Instagram stuff that he promotes on psychology. Um, he uses the triangle defense or no, the triangle offense of Phil Jackson Michael Prince uses John Wooden and it's like there's even a scene in season six where he takes away one of the guys like book. He takes away some of his money to be like, look, you're not trading, right? You're trading with fear until you can learn to trade fearless. I'm not giving you any money to trade. And it's like, holy shit, mind, mind blowing. It's all connecting. And then the next episode, Chef Daniel Balut is in the episode. One of the gifts that they get for like a one of the auction pieces that they have for like uh, a charity dinner or like a no it was like a kid's like private school one of the characters kids private school fundraiser one of the prizes is a, is a private dinner with chef daniel Ballou. daniel Ballou, he owns daniel it's a two michelin star restaurant on the upper east side one of the only i think it's the only two michelin star restaurant i've been to i've been to restaurants with multiple two michelin star chefs but that's different than being a two michelin star rated restaurant right um 
quick backstory on that, if you want to know, for you foodie nerds, Michelin doesn't rate in every city. So oftentimes you'll see chefs get their ratings at a, at a restaurant like Daniel or whatever, and then they'll leave and go somewhere else and make, hey, I'm a, two, I'm a Michelin star chef. I'm going to open my own place. That's right. That's where I end up finding myself going to in a lot of places because I think in the States, Michelin only rates in like Chicago, L.A., New York, Vegas, San Francisco, well, the Bay Area. Um, Orlando and Tampa and those Orlando and Tampa were added recently. Like that's, I don't know why, I don't know what, what kind of shit, what briefcase of cash they handed over to the Michelin people to get that going. But anyways, they rate there. So if you're not in those cities, you literally can't go to a Michelin star restaurant because they don't rate there. And so, um, like, uh, when I went to in Detroit, two, two Michelin star chef at a place called apparatus room. Great. Wasn't amazing. Um, but Daniel's restaurant on the Upper East Side, best best meal I've ever had in my life. Most expensive too, but the best meal I've ever had. Service was unbelievable. Like everything was to the nines, unreal. And he was in the show. Amazing, all ties together. And like, just if you like, I'm not a New Yorker, but I, I'm, I'm an adopted New Yorker. I'll say that. Even New Yorkers who live in the city will defend me on that. I'm not trying to latch. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh man, I loved living in New York. And it's some idiot that like did an internship there for two months over a summer. That doesn't count. All right, but I spend two to three months every year in New York for the last, what, four or five years? And so, kind of like Dallas, I've spent a lot of time in Dallas, oddly enough. If you add it all together, I've spent like seven months of my life in Dallas. I've never lived here, but I'm, I'm reaching a year of my life in Dallas. So, if I add it all up, um, New York's more than that for sure. Um, and so, just the, the intricacies of like the city, all the stuff that they do, like there's a scene where they order Baselka, which is like, an amazing Ukrainian diner by my old little spot I used to stay at a lot, a lot in the East Village. Um, but again, aside from all that, the New York stuff, it's like it's motivating for that reason. Like it's very motivating because you see all this like very high end New York stuff and like the cool stuff, you know, like the, you know, uh, like I said, like Veselka, these diners. There's a couple of scenes where they're at Veselka and um, that's not, I mean, that's 20 bucks can get you a good meal at Veselka. So it's not like it's everything is to the nines, but most of it. And it's just motivating. But the the way they talk about trading, the way they talk about, how they get in their trades and the, especially now the psychology stuff, like just truly mind blowing. I love it. I'm such a nerd for it. Um, yeah. Speaking of like Michelin restaurants. So I went to a place two nights ago called CBD provisions in downtown Dallas, not a Michelin star place. Obviously they don't rate here, but it was very fairly priced. And honestly, on Michelin star service and the food was amazing. The only reason they wouldn't, they wouldn't get Michelin star service. I feel is because like, Actually, I don't know. I could see that place getting a Michelin. So um, it was phenomenal. The service is amazing. Um, yeah, I digress. But if you're in if you're in Dallas, check out CBD Provisions. I know there's a couple of locations. Some people said they aren't all good, but this place was awesome. The one downtown, top shelf. All right. Enough of my restaurant shit. Uh, let's get into some chart stuff. Let's pull it up here. Um, like every week I take a second to figure out how to do the screen share again. There it is. Window. Bam. Here we go. Here we go. All right, cool. Let's start things off with, uh, Tesla. Let's get off here. So this is weekly charts. I got pulled up. We can see four red bars going into this green one last week. So what I'm seeing here, obviously is a potential sell setup. We'll see how this week develops. But if we see 
down pressure out of the gate and we close below this, what is it, 210.41, we get a confirmed close below that, we could definitely see a little more down pressure, especially if we take the psychological dip below 200. Man, if we dip below 200, that could be a good short entry point. But at the same time, I could see, I could see Tesla being bought up very hard at two. But just an idea of where a good, what we're thinking here overall is we got four weeks here of down pressure followed by last week of a little bit of a pullback. We'll see what happens this week. But if we get down pressure here, it could be a nice sell, uh, a sell setup to just enter in some some puts and make a quick few bucks. So we'll keep an eye on that one this week. Um, what's another one I want to check out? Um, whoop. <laughs> it's got a funny text. Uh, oh, this is what I want to look at. ES. So let's check that out. Like I talked about ES, uh, the S&P 500 E-mini futures. I look at this just for trends. I don't, I don't, you know, I've mentioned this before. This is a good one to just look at for seeing how the S&P is moving, how things might be moving. So here we got one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. We got six bars here. But the reason I pulled this up is, you know, we see kind of like a down, um, excuse me, down pressure here, pullback and a potential sell setup developing. But look, right where we'd want to get into it, right into here, possibly. So I feel bad for the folks that entered in here, thinking that we had a sell setup and they got immediately rejected <laughs> last week. And we're like, oh, no. So, um, but at the same time, they could have already made their money because this was just from last week. So if they came in on early in the week, right as they got past here, there was potential to make some money here. So they could have made some money. If you held it too long in the next week, you were SOL, JWF, right? So right here is important, 3595, 75. Let's just say 3590, 3595, right here. I mean, four weeks of touches here. So that's a nice, important uh, level to know. I don't have it marked out on the charts because I only marked levels on the hourly and leave them that way just to not get it confusing. I know I can make them different colors and shit, but I like keeping it simple, right? I've learned that from a handful of people, but just keeping it simple works for me. So keeping an eye on this one, if we dip below this 3590, now we're in a good position. I mean, ES closed at 3764 last week. So a lot of ways to go, but just keep an eye on this, you know, not a bad idea to keep a journal. Oh, people have said that a billion times. I'm see, it's funny how like you learn these things about trading, and as you get into it more, you see like, oh, I see why. Because at first, I remember like getting a trade, like, why would I keep a trading journal? It seems so stupid. And then I'm like, oh, I 100% get why you would keep a trading journal. So a uh, good one to keep an eye on. What's another one to look at? ES, Tesla, Amazon. Let's check out Amazon. All right. So again, on the weekly here. One, two, three, four, five, six. So we got, bam. Here we see the cell setup work kind of nicely, right? Three weeks of down pressure, a little bit of a pullback. Could have came in last, or, you know, that week of two weeks ago, below 113.38. Went all the way down to 105. So nice room to make a little few bucks here. Um, and then immediately reject, not rejected, but coming into last week, bam, all greenery. And we have earnings coming up. What day is that? The 24th? 27th. One of my favorite features on this TradingView app is you can click on these E's and they can see where their earnings are. And I think you click on past ones, they give you the performance. Look how dope that is. It's almost like they knew I wanted that. I'm a big fan of TradingView. I know some people talk shit about it, but 
I know like everyone uses think or swim, think or swim. Just, I can't get it to fucking be decent. I, it never is halfway decent for me. So I'm over it. I'm over trading or uh, think or swim. I'm a trading view purist. All right, let's check out Google. Google, the one I've been buying on the long, they have earnings coming up this week as well. What date exactly? The 25th. So just keep in note as we're going through these, a lot of earnings coming up, obviously big earnings too. I mean, Google and Amazon, um, I think Apple's got to be due soon. We'll check them in a second. Uh, a similar chart though, as Amazon. Down pressure, pullback. But again, look, sell setup really just kind of, that's why it's important to be patient here, right? Didn't really fully, could have made a few bucks, but didn't really do much. And then bam, last week, into the greenery. So we'll see if this continues. See how next uh, Monday kicks off the opening a uh, couple days of the week. We'll see what we we're looking at here. But again, the, for long-term investing, it's one I, I feel safe buying um, no matter what. But just for options, we're going to have to wait and see how the week goes. I think I want to look at Airbnb as well. So let's look at Airbnb, which has been great. Of the of the what's been going on in the market, there's been a lot of shit, obviously. And Airbnb is one of the few, this is like the only stock and in, in what I look at usually from what I look at on the regular, this is one of the only ones that has had consistent like upside the last few weeks. So everyone had a good week last week for the most part, but Airbnb has been showing some resilience in a tough market recently. So I'm going to see, again, we could see if we have a, if we have a little bit of a pullback to start the week, could be a good position to enter in longs and still continue up this way. I'm excited to see it get past, what, about this 121 level here? Because then we have big moves all the way up to these numbers. So we've just been choppy the last, I mean, really, from, what, May? Yeah. This whole, I mean, look, it's only been moving 20, 30 bucks for months, which I, I know it is still a, it's still a good chunk. It's not a very expensive, super expensive stock, but... Just above these levels here, we have so much more else going on. So, and then again, 205, almost about a year ago. And then obviously, I think it was like the all-time high is like 220 or something. But so one to keep an eye on again as well. Um, Airbnb, I really enjoy trading for options. I've had luck with it, knock on wood. So. All right, let's see what else. I think that was pretty much it for those ones. Now I want to kind of look in and I'll zoom in on a couple of these and see if our how our hourlies look. Let's take a look at Airbnb, for example, since we do like trading that one. Actually, no, let's go to one that has like a, a good setup developing. Like um, what was one that we mentioned? Like Tesla. Okay. I guess we'll still need time for it to fully develop. We'll see how the hourly looks. One of the things I do really enjoy about Tesla is it makes, it moves and I guess it can be annoying, but it moves very cleanly in chunks. Like as you, as I pull back and look at these hourlies I have set, you can kind of see quite clearly how it moves. It moves little chunks. The problem is, and like we talk about this all the time, is if you get stuck in those days where it's just rain, it's just choppy. It's ranging, not trending. Where you're like, okay, shit, I'm just stuck in the mud here, stuck in these waves, getting beat, not making any fucking money. Um, but again, resistance here at this 200, 205. If we dip below that, 
sell setup potential. Um, I do think we're going to get people buying around the 200 just because it's a good psychological level. But if we dip below it and close below it, I think it's definitely an opportunity to take some short entries for sure. Um, north of 218. I like this, this little window here. Could be a nice little clean move to 229. And once we get past that, we have a gap fill that hasn't been hasn't been picked up from October. So keeping an eye on that one. And then I'll look at like let's see what else I might want to trade this week. Square. Square is like again. It's it's I don't know. I've I've had I'm I've had good luck with Square, not the best, but it's just been such a you know, every time it gets a little pop, it gets it just gets it just keeps going down and down and down. So, but I will say it hit, it hits some pretty hard resistances around the fifties. So, you know, sub fifty, I kind of like Tesla. If it dips below fifty or closes, like has a daily close below fifty, we might be in trouble and see some 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 big uh, some bigger drops. So, one to keep an eye on. You know, Airbnb looks again. See these weeklies. Again, can't make any you know definitive calls, but just things I'm looking at, things I think might might make sense. Um, but this is really promising to me, though. The fact that ES looks like this, I'm hoping we see continuation of this because just for me personally, and I know this is true with a lot of traders, um, at least in the beginning, is being better at trading um, in bear markets, and we're definitely in one. So, I mean, I guess you, I don't know technically what the correction numbers are. We're definitely below twenty percent, so correction if you will but uh we've been it's been in down pressure all year i mean we've had months where there's been you know dead cap bounces like june but really it's been mostly down pressure all year it's been the opposite of like i said 2020 everyone's like oh man i wish i had cash to buy like, yeah but you don't though like people don't have cash to buy these dips so they keep dipping and and so eventually they're going to get bought up but it's going to take time it's going to take people needing extra cash on hand so i'm hoping to slide in and keep buying it while everyone's poor. I mean, it's what, it's what the mega rich people do, so fuck it. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to mention, I think. Or was that it? I don't even know, guys. It's early. I got to get heading out here in a hot second. Um, God, there's something I want to mention. I don't want to... Is it? Okay, now I'm just ranting. Yeah. I mean... I think that's all I got, folks. Looking at my notes, making sure I got nothing. Because every time I record an episode, as soon as I finish recording, I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit! I wanted to mention this thing." I'm like, "Well, it's it's irrelevant now." So, oh, that's what I want to look. I want to look at the fucking the the Keanu uh, thing, the Keanu trades Viper algo, just for fun. By the way, if anyone has traded off of this and had some success, holler at your boy. I mean, this is getting wild here. Let's put on the auto. This is are these five minute candles. Yeah. So I guess this was set to five minute candles. I I personally don't like using five minutes. They are great for it for intraday for like finding your entries and things like that. But uh, they stress me out. I don't look at five candle five minute candle charts that often. But this is why. Let's see what else. 
not loading. It's probably because the thing is too complicated. Also, the Wi-Fi in this hotel totally sucks. We're going to do a Viper Algo breakdown on this. I'm going to text Keanu and see if we can do that next week when I'm in LA because I want to go over this Viper Algo more. Again, I haven't traded much off of it. I haven't used it yet. I've just been busy with other stuff, so I haven't been able to, to trade just using this Viper Algo. I know it is, and it is designed for people who are busier and, and don't want to do their trading on their own all the time, but I want to know exactly what I'm getting into, what it's breaking down. I can see kind of stuff it's doing, but I think my Wi-Fi is being too shitty to even like pull this thing up right now. It's not loading it, so I'm sure it's coming up choppy on your screen, but we're going to have... Here, let's just do a stop share. Riverside. All right, stop share. Um, yeah, so we'll just we'll just make sure I have Keanu come on and we'll do like a, an episode where you just go over the Viper algo and kind of break down what they're talking about. But as you can see by looking at it, it's the kind of stuff where it stresses me out just looking at it where I'm like, ooh, I don't want all those numbers. I don't. Um, but it is great if you can just have the alert set and just have it text your phone like, hey, buy here, sell here. Hey, why not? I'm sure there's people that do that. So, um, you, And you do have access to that through the Keanu Trades Discord, which again, everyone knows is uh, you can get discounted memberships through this podcast. So follow the links. I always put them in the episodes. I always make sure to include that. But we'll, we'll get Keanu on uh, soon here. I want to get him in person, but he doesn't he doesn't show his face to the world yet. So one of these days when he when he reveals himself to the world, we'll we'll have him on uh like in person. Cause I'll like I guess I'll be in LA next week. I know he's close to LA, not not in LA specifically, but LA adjacent. I don't want to disclose his location, but <laughs> um yeah, and I think ooh, no, November we're doing a meetup. But anyways, all right. If anyone's in LA and wants to hang out, let me know. Um, I'll only be there for a few days, not, not posting it everywhere to the world because, uh, every time I go to a city, I want to hang out. Like even now I've been in Dallas for a month and there's like a handful of people I didn't have time to hang out with. So, so, so it goes right. All right. I'm rambling. Gotta get out of here. Start my day. Have a good week. We'll see you, uh, next weekend from LA or Vegas. I don't know which one I forget. All right. We'll see you later. Bye.